0: Hello, family and friends. I'm so honored again for day three with Pastor John Weiss, who pastors in the Tampa, Florida area at Revelation Oaks Church. And you can contact Pastor John at gorock.life. Father, thank you for speaking through Pastor John today. Thank you for him taking time out to share the word of God and share his testimonies, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Well, how exciting is it to be here, day three? You know, today I want to talk just a little bit about fathers. And there's a reason. My father passed away a few months ago. How important is a father? What are some of the impacts that a father can have on you? What is it like when you don't have one? How about a spiritual one? Do you have a spiritual father? The importance of this is vital. Understanding it, being willing to submit. You know, I tell people... You can't just be a shepherd if you're a shepherd. You have to also be a sheep to a shepherd. I have a pastor, always have had a pastor. On. I am a pastor with a pastor. If you're not submitted under an authority, you're going to be a bad authority yourself. Uh, it is inevitable. It's going to happen. You you cannot do this alone. I've watched some of the greatest men, some of the greatest fathers in the faith do this, practice this. Dr. George Evans, uh, one of the, the great fathers in the faith for my life, someone that was very close to, someone that I chased as long as he was alive on the planet. That man was one of the wisest Bible men I've ever met. He could open up the Bible and tell you, hey, I want you to go to a verse. You quote me a verse. And you could quote him a verse and he'll tell you where it's at. Or you could give him a reference and he'll tell you what's there. Wow. He was a Bible-reading Bible man. And in his 80s, very accomplished, preaching all over the place, a father to so many, You know, for that time period, he was a pastor to my pastor. And here he was going to this young guy's church over in California, serving as a deacon in the church, praying over people on Sundays, submitted so that he would be following with what he said, living the word he said. There wasn't anybody really over him. There wasn't somebody that could be over him the way that we would view somebody. Mm -hmm. But he followed through with what he said and was a submitted man to that extent. And I thought, Wow. wow. this man has a church, and in his church he's got one of the greatest men of God on the planet, and he's just serving as a deacon in this guy's church because he's going to have a pastor as long as he's on the planet. Wow! How important is a father? Yep. How important is having a shepherd? How important is having that covering? Well, my father and I'll just give you this little story. You know, he started out him and my mother in the the Billy Graham crusade and tent meetings and he got turned around in the Billy Graham meetings and he worked and functioned those meetings and he was in the back room in the prayer groups with those meetings and he was so impacted and set alive by those meetings and not a lot of people realize the fire of God that came out of those meetings and hit lives not just salvations guys the anointing of God that came out of those meetings and it came on to who knows how many uh, many many thousands upon thousands of hundreds of thousands of ministries. That could have been birthed out of this, and I'm talking about Holy Ghost power of God, fire of God moving ministries. And my father was one of them. You know, my parents they they did this, but my father was raised up this way in inside of the Christianity. In other words, inside of what God did, inside of what, what we call the body of Christ. When he first entered, he entered strong. He chased God with a fire and a fervency, and he straight up just believed if God said it, it's a hundred percent true. Amen. And he had a saying, he said, I believe my whole Bible, I even believe the leather's real. He 100% just believed God, and he raised his kids to believe no matter what, if God said it, that is going to happen, that is true, you can count on it. We, there, we didn't struggle with doubt like everybody did on that, and I'm just going to give you this little story of one of these things that happened with my father. Early on in my turnaround ministry, my father took me to a country, Belarus, we flew into Lithuania, and we didn't know anybody. And my father always had this thing. He said, listen, John, he said, if you walk around and act like you belong, nobody will question you. And I watched him walk into buildings and he just walk, you know, straight up, chest out, walk right up to doors, go indoors and just nobody would question him. He could do it in courthouses. He could do it wherever he went. He did not look around. He didn't act like he didn't belong. He would just go. And so he was a man on a mission wherever he went. And he took us to this country. and We went to Lithuania and Vilnius, uh, Lithuania. And when we went there, we went to somebody's house, knocked on the door. The people answered the door, didn't speak English. And he walked right in. And I was sitting there going, dad, this is crazy. What you just did is breaking and entering. Uh, (laughs) You know, you just walked in this people's house and he walked right in and he went down and sat at the table in their kitchen. And they came and brought him some tea. And served him up a little snack of some salami stuff. And then they came and showed him to a bedroom. And we spent three days there in these people's house who couldn't speak our language, who didn't communicate to us, who we did not know. And they fed us every morning, put food out for us. Wow. And we had nothing but a rent a car and us. And we drove from there into Belarus and we drove around and he said, No, this isn't it. And I, Dad, what isn't it? And he said, Well, I haven't seen the place I saw in this vision. And we were driving around country to country to find this place he had seen in a vision. And we drove through Belarus and around Minsk, and old town, and we drove out of Belarus into Latvia. And we drove into Latvia, and when we drove into Latvia, we were driving around, and I'm trying to read the book, and and as we hit the the border, really, uh, Belarus to Latvia, it was this long, gigantic line of cars. You know, sometimes people have a little bit of authority, and they abuse it. And they misuse it and they try to hold it over people's heads. They're, they're the people that aren't really leaders and they're not meant to have authority. Mm-hmm. But they held up this whole line of people just because they could. And my father said, listen, John, you get in the driver's seat and I'm going to go up there and see about this. And I'm going to, you know, I'll let you know if we're going to do anything. And I thought, Lord, God help us. My father's going to get arrested at the border of these countries. I don't know what in the world's going to happen. And he went up there. And sure enough, he ends up going up there with his blue passport and he puts it on the desk and the person sees the blue in the United States and he says, diplomatia? And he goes, diplomatia. And so he says, come on through. So hundreds of cars long, this line, and he waves us. My father waves us up. I go pull over there and I pull up there thinking, well, this is it, what's happening? And he he gets in the car, the guy waves us on and just, here we go, on into the next country. We got to Riga, Latvia, Latvia. Pulled into this, it's a, it was like a brick curved entrance with a train on top. We pulled into the city and it was cobblestone streets. And he said, this is where the this is where the vision's at. This is where it's going to be here. And we went to a hotel, got checked in. The next morning, got in the car. We drove through some of the nice areas like I just talked about, those cobblestone streets and the beautiful Riga. And then we drove away from those into some areas that looked more like places I was in my worldly days. Mm-hmm. And I said, Dad, we don't need to be in here. I, I'm going to have a hard time getting you out of here. And he said, this is where it is. Go up here. And we we went up and we followed the vision in this dream all the way to this building. And this building was bad. It was a rough apartment building. It was padded doors and bars on the doors inside of the building. It was rough. It was bad. We shouldn't have been there. I knew it. I told him we shouldn't be here, Dad. We went inside and we got in this little elevator. It was like a two person wide elevator. And he said, no, this is where it is. And I said, dad, I don't know how I'll get you out of this building if something goes down. And it was so dark and it was brown and dark in there. And he said, this is where the vision was. And he hit the the button on the elevator and we went up. And guys, the elevator door opened up, about eight floors up. And it was a brilliantly white glass wall with a cross on it. And that's all I needed to know is this is impossible that this is here. And it was a pastor there and the pastor's name, this is the funny part to me, the pastor's name was Vilnius, which is the first town that God led him to. And this pastor was in his office and my father went and spoke with him in broken English and sat there telling him God sent him. And they sat there on chair to chair, knee to knee. And I sat there watching this thing going, this is impossible. This is impossible. Here it's happening, but it's impossible and that birthed one of the great relationships that our church had uh, with this church over there in Riga, Latvia, and taught me a lesson that not only is a father important, but a father will get you places you didn't think you could go. And a real father is going to be led. A real father is going to have that close relationship with God. And that's what you want to have in a spiritual father. And that's the importance of having that covering, that protection over your life. But a father gives birth to they're part of seed comes from them into your life so if somebody's a father you don't just make one up they started something in your life like Billy Graham started in my father he planted something and it started something in my father's life like my father planted in me it's a seed that goes in and it starts something in your life those are the people that are fathers for you if they started something they planted that seed and there it's grown and you need them And we're really, we are desperate for them nowadays. Amen. You would please pray for us, Pastor. Lord Jesus, I thank you for fathers. I thank you for the the coverings that you've given us, for the people that have dared to sow a seed to our life. They have dared to care enough to reach out to us, dared to care enough not to quit on us, dared to care enough to go and travel to us, to take the effort and make those trips and, God, to sacrifice out of their lives. God, I pray right now for the fathers that are out there God, that your faith is going to come and build up in them. Strength is going to come in them. Health is going to come into them. God, that they're going to have more energy and more supply and more blessings than they've ever had. And for those without fathers, God, help them to seek after those who have sown the seeds of righteousness into their lives and not forget those who have sown. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I can't wait for the next day. And folks, you can reach Pastor John at gorock.life on their website.